Awesome Rugby fans, welcome back. Podcast, Alex, we didn't win last week because we didn't play last week. <laughs> win streak still intact. Uh, rest week for everybody, for yourself included and, and myself. Uh, I got second round of Moderna and I didn't rest because I felt like I got punched in the face by Tyson 20 times. Or as I posted on social media, <laughs> it felt like I got hit like by Mason Peterson when he hit Basta. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it hurt. It was it was rough. Um, I can tell you this that uh, Saturday is probably a good day that there that it was raining and nasty and crappy outside in Austin because it was an absolute oh god, it is a shit show in my house. So oh, wife yeah. had, wife wife got the, wife got it. I got it and just slept on the couch all day Saturday. So it's a good thing it rained. What'd you do? Well, at least you're not, <laughs> at least you're not gonna get COVID. Yeah, right. Did you have a good weekend or a good week? Uh, it's been, you know, kind of an off week here, so yeah, it was not much rugby um, going on. You know, it was it was a um, good weekend. Saw a bunch of old, um, kind of old high school friends. You know, not not necessarily under the circumstances yeah. um, that we wanted to all meet up, but um, it was good when celebrated the life of uh of one of our old old pals yeah. um an old old Westlake rugby player so that's awesome um, it was good and um you know watched uh watched some of the MLR action on Sunday unfortunately um AGs weren't playing so didn't have that to look forward to and then uh rugby ATL wasn't playing so didn't yeah. get to watch your brother didn't get to watch the brother so so there's really just like nothing on and haven't been watching anything yeah it's, it's, I, I watched like the matches were on like i put them on just to uh-huh. put up the numbers but it wasn't like i watched watched the match like it's like oh yeah right. they won like la scored tries again another team's like, again. yeah right it's uh it's it's interesting because right so one thing that I kept talking about, like Aaron Castro and I were talking about, I was like, what's the one thing that LA has that, that makes them so like potent? And, and I guess we've been kind of debating, like, what is it about LA right now that, that everybody is like, oh my gosh, LA does this. And people are like, oh, it's their number of international players or it's whatever. And, and Aaron and I saying strength, like they're strong, like they're a strong team because they have a strength yeah. conditioning coach and like you know who else has a strength and conditioning coach these guys right here. these guys right here a uh, pretty good one too been on the podcast simon thomas crusaders yeah. you heard of him yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> anything yeah no he's, they're, they're big in new zealand <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, uh, they're I, playing I, the final yeah i know playing the final it's good that's good that's this, is that this weekend uh yeah it's so. tomorrow uh, going, yeah. going for Fifth in a row. Fifth in a row. That's crazy. Granted, they're not playing against you know anybody in Australia, but not that I think anybody not in Australia could beat the Crusaders right now anyway. So, <laughs> right. I think the Crusaders' second team would be the one that gives the Crusaders a run for their money right now. I take that very seriously. Yeah, right. so, I don't know. I won't say that. That's not um, very nice. So, hey, anyway, I don't speak. Too, don't speak too soon. They they haven't played the, the game yet. What's a, I know. I know. We'll see. It's. I think it'll be a good game. the Chiefs beat them. The Chiefs they, just beat them too. Uh, know, a few weeks ago that's the thing it's like that when the chiefs play at their top level they're a tough team to beat man um oh yeah, yeah. anyway 
we're not the we're not the New Zealand rugby podcast or the Austin rugby podcast. No, big, <laughs> big. <laughs> What's the difference? That's what I say. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I say on Texas Rugby Monthly. And it's like we're not talking about other things. That's not Texas related. So no, we're uh-uh. we're good. So hey, a lot of good things going on in the Austin rugby community. Um, there, you know, the Huns played this past weekend. They went up to Dallas, played the Quins. Um. You know, I know it wasn't, as you talked about, it wasn't the traditional squad, full squad. You guys did some intermixing of some players, but looked like it was a good match overall. Um, you know, I think the Blacks yeah. game got canceled like due to lightning. So um, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, well, because it was lightning and thundering down here all the time. Like, just, just a, what a yeah. terrible day to play in Austin on Saturday. Like, oh, uh, remember those yeah. games, but. Uh, I don't know what it is with. I honestly don't know what it is with the Huns and the Blacks playing against the Reds where it's always muddy. Muddy. Always. Yeah. There or here. Like it rains in Texas 10 times a year. And it's, it's always, four, it's four always those, those matches. <laughs> the Reds and the Blacks and the Reds and the Huns play. Yeah. I don't know. May, who knows? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a sign or something like you're supposed to play in mud all the time. So. Yeah. Any anything coming up this who do you get who the Huns have this weekend? Are you guys on the road or are you guys um, home? No, we're home home rematch with Ooh. the uh with the Reds. So we're looking to So uh, it's gonna so it's gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hopefully it just rains tries. Yeah. Oh yes, there we go. The Reds Reds but, have a tough team, uh, man. Yeah, they do. They they beat us on like the pretty much the final play a couple couple weeks ago. So um okay need to yeah you know, just tighten screws a little bit it's also uh it's old boys day Uh-oh. tomorrow for the huns um so we've got a whole bunch of old geezers coming in i'm sure um, they love it when you say that too yeah no hey they're they're they are called the uh they know the huns, old boys are the silverback they are the silverbacks so uh, <laughs> yes the strong the strongest gorilla right or is it just because it's uh-huh. the one who has the most yep. gray hair <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. both yeah right so, well cool man hey you know what else is this weekend austin what else rugby ags new england at new england too uh what are you thinking man Go, going into this uh, game this is I, it's gonna be an interesting one right first first big big this, road match also our first time playing against uh new england that's right so. we didn't we didn't play against them last year did we no, and I think it's cool. Um, New England uh, captain Josh Larson is a former Austin Elite man. There, that he is. Uh, good, good lad. We love Josh. We love the Larson brothers down here still. They're they're good. They're good yeah. people. So hey, Josh actually pulled this. Josh up. coached us up in the uh, fall, all the way through like the end of January or up till like middle of January. Um, the Huns. And I mean. He's- yeah, his coaching was was fantastic. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, I did, not, really I did not know that. So, yeah. So Josh Larson, second uh, rower, um, having played here back in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, he's going up against a pretty uh, pretty formidable second row that the uh, the AGs have thrown out. Yeah. Uh, Alex and I are recording this on Friday. The the lineup just came out. I'll go ahead and just read it off here real quick because it's crazy. Your front row is uh, Jake Turnbull, Robbie Kutze, and Mason Peterson. Jake getting first start. I believe it's Jake's first start of the season, actually. So that's a... Sac- for- uh, oh, no, 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 no. Second. He started... A- a- Houston game. Was it a Houston game? I think so. Yeah. 
So uh, still Jake doing really well. Uh, Robbie's Robbie's been playing really well. That's a solid second row. The second row we've been waiting on Alex that we've been waiting on. Yes, sir. man. Sebastian DeChavez. He's back healthy. He's on the field. To, he's on the field tomorrow. Isaac Ross, the, the line out thief, the uh, line out yeah. ninja, man. God, he just six steals two weeks ago and six i mean let's get let's not overlook the fact that he's also uh finding himself pretty familiar with the tri zone and i don't i don't mind that at all forward tries yeah. are fun despite what everybody else thinks as a, as a former forward myself forward tries are fun uh but yeah no isaac ross and sebastian de chavez so when sebastian went out injured he was actually the person who led the league in line out takes so now you have two guys at six eight who are in your line out one of them is probably one of the best line out stealers if not the best line out stealer in the mlr for sure so that'll be really interesting yeah. to see how they play that uh combination together uh don bailey's at six uh mclean jones at seven michael dewall those three have just been absolutely yeah. the cornerstones of our defense uh michael dewall i will continue yeah. to give michael credit because the guy is just everywhere um he's just a phenomenal player y you you kind of thought like going into this season like oh where's michael going to play and it literally is the entire four through eight he's played every single one of yeah. those positions so yeah. uh, kudos to michael for doing really well Pele Cali at nine mac mason 10 ned hodson coming off that uh team of the week uh nomination uh, at 12, Bryce Campbell, 13, Connor Mooneyham on the left, and Zenny getting in on the right yeah. wing, man. Look at that, love man. It. I love seeing Yeah. Hey, you know what? We should probably ask him how he feels about that coming up here in just a little bit. <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, he uh, played, uh, he played, he played uh, one game with us, one cup match with us last year um, with the Huns as he was kind of coming back off of injury and wanted yeah. to get some, some game time in, uh, you know, before he ramped back up with the AGs and, uh, he, we had him at wing and he was, he kicked ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, last match he had, you know, 165 meter odd meters on five carries. So that does pretty well. And then of course, uh, Will McGee at 15, uh, reserves. God, <laughs> this is an exciting reserve reserve bench too. So Hugh Roach, Jamie McIntosh, Patty Ryan, Cam Dodson, Damakina, uh, the young Sid Shoop getting his second uh, call up this season. Kurt Morath and Nick Johnson getting his first lineup uh, as an AG uh, this week. Uh, the winger coming in from from Glendale. Wouldn't it be fun to talk? I wonder to what. I wonder what. I wonder what he would say about his. I don't know. AG debut. We should probably find out later uh -huh. in the podcast <laughs> uh man that's a, that's an exciting team though i mean come on alex the what what do you what are you thinking about that as as this starts to play out is this not kind of that lineup we thought would start we'd start looking like you know, a couple of things here and there that we didn't anticipate um you know obviously dom Aquino being injured and coming off the bench but good to see dom starting to at least get back onto the field again uh but other than that yeah man that's whew, it's a so solid lineup Absolutely. I love that. Uh, it just feels like it's, you know, we're starting to gel, uh, yeah. I think. And I really like, I mean, I really like having um, Zinzan in the, in the back three, because I think moving Will to fullback has given us, you know, not only an extra distributor playmaker, but also, you know, a guy that's positionally always in the right spot and, no one's been talking about it, but Will McGee has made so many big open field tackles 
Oh yeah. In the last like four weeks um, that could, you know, if that's another team, if, if, you know, I don't know, let's not pick on any teams, but some <laughs> other teams, we can. <laughs> those, could be, you know, those, those could be, you know, walk in tries yeah. um, with the tackle. Yeah. His, um, his open field saw- tackle rate has been absolutely superb like he's just been a solid player yeah. right there his kicking has been on point um a pinpoint mm-hmm. accuracy on his kicks so I, I think you know yeah i mean is it his preferred position i probably not like he'd probably want to play 10 i you know, i think that that's you know we started the season off with will at 10 and um and mac at 12 um only because ned was hurt and we didn't have anybody that could play right. inside center now that right. Ned's back and feeling really good and doing really doing really well um you know obviously you know ned hodson makes makes the plays that gets us two to three tries you know in that game against seattle yeah. hands down like you can't you can't deny it open field tackles yeah. um you know he's doing really his one-on-one tackle and ball steals like he's i think he's second on the team yeah. in ball steals right now so you can't really you know <laughs> you can't really yeah. fault him on that one so i think ned the strip playing strip well. of the year the strip of the year stripper of the year <laughs> I'm, sure the, I'm sure the ladies wouldn't wouldn't mind that one. Ned, Ned Hudson is uh, a, a looker, as they a say. Dapper, a dapper young a, man. A, da- a dapper young man. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if you look head to head here, you know, New England has. It's kind of weird because you don't know which New England team's going to show up, right? Um, yeah. You know, o- overall, New England is. Oh, I just had a brain fart. Three and three. You know, we're sitting here at four and two. Um, you know, they've, they're about a, they're about a plus 20 on the point differential. We're at 53. Um, you know, we, we just don't give up points and that's the thing. Um, they, they do score a lot. Like that's uh, their, their past couple of games, you know, they've had, you know, 33 points, 22 points, 29 points. Like, so they're getting in the, in the twenties and thirties. Um, you know, they, they're the other team that blanked Houston at 32, nothing. So, um, we're mm-hmm. the two teams that blanked Houston. Uh, so it, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know which new England team is going to show up. Um, I, I do think that, you know, obviously I'm going to continue to go back and hark on our defense and know that our defense is just going to shut people down. And I think we've got to shut down Dougie Fife or else we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> so yeah. obviously, you know, uh, Fife is a huge, huge threat for new England. He's been playing extremely well um, as has John Poland. So I can't really fault him as well, but I think it's one of the things where we need to, you know, the five averages, two line breaks a game. And so those two line breaks could lead to two tries. And so we kind of hope that our defense ends up, you know, holding them back. Um, If you look at ruck speed, I think that's one of the key things for us. You know, our own ruck speed is, you know, from the zero to three seconds, we're 60%. And I think that puts us as the fastest ruck offense attacking ruck speed in the league, which is phenomenal. Um, we only have like eight seconds or 8% of all of our rucks last longer than six seconds. Uh, so that means we're getting the ball in, getting out and getting on the attack. Um, the good thing is yeah. we put, you know, the, the ruck speed for that kind of is in our benefit right now is new England's ruck speed. Their, their quick ruck ball is about 48% and they have about 17%. That is their slip, like slow, slow ruck basically. So plus six seconds, that's a huge number, especially considering that we hold, we, we hold the opponents to about a 10% slow ruck speed. So if you compound that, like that could be, it could be really great for the off Austin defense, you know, come Saturday during the match. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Yeah. I, I think, um, 
you know, for us, one of the, um, I think one of the things that, you know, we'll want to kind of lock in on, and we did the good job of this in New Orleans, is like playing on the road is obviously we talked about it a ton is taking points when they're on offer. Yep. Um, but also, you know, building a quick start and being able to capitalize on, on errors because playing on the road, especially with like a long travel all the way up to new England. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just naturally going to have that fatigue of, you know, travel and jet lag and everything going on. So, you know, going into that last 20 minutes, there will be that late push from New England. For sure. Naturally. And I think a big thing for us is just just try to build up, try to build up a lead and don't, you know, we don't want to get caught in a situation where we're dog tired and trying to scrape a comeback out. I think yeah. getting off to a real fast start is going to be key. And like that's Obviously, you never want to get off to a slow start, but um, I just think on the road against a tough team that it's going to come down to the wire. Just building, you know, a nine-point lead on three penalties. I don't care. That yeah. halftime, I think, is 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 worth it. It's not sure. worth trying to score a try on every single, you know, every single opportunity. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, as we look at, you know our ability, I guess what, what was up until the last game and still a little bit in the last game are, we talked about it with Gordon Hanlon last week, you know, the inside that 22, that attacking efficiency, we need to be better at just hands down. Like we, we've been pretty poor mm -hmm. and we just need to be better about that attacking efficiency. And I think if we do get to that point where we are, you know, where we have the attacking efficiency, where we are, you know, coming away with points more often, you know, but rather than going to a lineout, which you know, obviously now when you have two amazing jobs, yeah, right. like, that's kind of like may change that's things true. a little bit, right? So that's a, yeah. it's a little bit different, but making sure that those throws are accurate, making sure that, that we're getting, getting away without giving up a penalty. Um, I think that's going to be key for us again. Yeah. Take the points when you can get them and, uh, and build that lead so that you're playing on the front foot and, you know, we forced New England to play the chasing game because, you know, you look at the games that, yeah. that New England did lose, like they, they were on the back foot to begin with. And when, yeah. when they get on the back foot, like you just play a little bit more out of your normal, your normal pace, your normal, you know, a structure when, when you're behind, right. Cause you're like, Oh, I got to catch up. I got to catch yeah. up. Like it may not, it's not right. see it, but even as a professional, you're still going to go, man, we really got to just grab a couple points. We got to do something. We've got to keep going. Um, so I think that it'll be good for us to, to really try to, to make that change as my video just goes yeah, absolutely bananas right there. Yeah. Went bananas. <laughs> um, I know like, uh, I, I know that the, the fly half there for, um, new England, the uh, Harrison Boyle yeah. is, you know, an exceptional young talent and, you know, luckily for us, he's us qualified. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, it looks, he looks probably being for sure. Yeah. But I think, you know, even despite how good he is, he's only 20 or 21. Um, I think, you know, you, we build pressure on them, make a young, you know, lesser experienced, at least at this professional level, lesser experienced fly half have to kind of navigate a team back into it. I think you might start seeing 
uh, more airs than letting him get, you know, into a rhythm and get kind of comfortable. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think that, you know, obviously I, I think that that's something that I think we can is, rattle him. Yeah. I, and I'm double checking. I'm making sure that he is starting this week. Cause I think he is, uh, two seconds. Come on, Facebook, open up. Uh, yeah, he is, he is starting. So yes. anyway, so Harrison, Harrison, I mean, obviously, yeah, you want to make it, I think the pressure, we put immense pressure on every team's op, opposing, ten, like every opposing 10 and it makes them had to play. And even Joe, we put pressure on Joe Peterson, you know, that second game of the season and really kind of wreaked havoc on it. And I think it's one of the key things that we've been doing, you know, against Nola and, and Guillemot and, you know, last week as well, we were, we were all up in, in the 10s face. And I think that if you put enough pressure on them, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to yeah. pass. You're going to pass a little bit longer, pass a little bit short. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. I mean, we saw how many times did Escura pass one yeah. behind the runner. Exactly. And, you know, and he's a little one of the, bit of pressure. One of the top, top ones in the league right now too, even though it's not, not his yeah. natural position is 10, not 10, but right. It is what it is. But well, you got a score prediction for me. Yeah. Technically I was I'm closer last go. time, but I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to keep it on that same trend. Yeah. 16 to 15. 16, 15. Wow. That's really close. Really I'm going to, I'm, and I'm actually going to even throw a wrinkle. I think, I think that, um, uh, the free Jacks will score in the corner on the final play and miss the conversion. <laughs> wow, that's a really specific. <laughs> miss the conversion yeah. to win or to, well, will they win? Are we taking the AGs? Yeah, so it'll be 16 to 10. They'll okay. score in the corner and then miss the kick. Okay. I'm going to go. Yeah, that's my prediction. I think, I think I'm going to go 28-20 AGs. I think it's going to. Oh, the. Streak is over. What's that? I think the 15 streak yeah, is yeah, over. Yeah. I thought about going giving them giving the opponents 15 points, but I think they're gonna I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good scoring match. Uh I mean obviously New England scores. Like they just they score. Like they're they're a good scoring team. Yeah. We're starting to get on a roll too. So I think that we're linking up really well. Our open field play is good, and I'm sure Isaac Ross is gonna score two tries. <laughs> it's, that's not out of the question. It's not out of the it's not entirely out of the question. Uh but maybe maybe somebody else gets on the on the board for the first time. Um I, I Don Bailey's close, McLean Jones been close. So I get those guys on there. Um yeah, we'll see. I think Don McKenna comes in and, and gets his first try of the year. I'd love to see Don McKenna get in and get his first try of the year. I know he's had a rough, rough go about, you know, getting back. For off from injury and stuff. And so hopefully he, he continues to heal up and you know, has, has a good run out this, this week. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Coming, coming up on the podcast. Hey, we just talked about, you know, mentioning these two guys just a few minutes ago. Zenzan, Nick Johnson coming up right after this. And rugby fans, you know, a week off, you kind of sit back and you go, shit, there's nothing on to watch. Like, I see. we watched some rugby, we watched, you know, other teams play, but it's just not as exciting as watching our team play. Um, if you watched last game, and God, I hope you did, like, go back. If you haven't watched that Seattle match, go back and watch 
us just run all over Seattle. Um, I was really excited. I thought it was a great game. One of the outstanding performers, one of your top three. That's right. You guys selected the top three players like you do every week. You'll Broniacs. Um, you, you put your votes in. You had Mr. Isaac Ross had a great game. You had Ned Hodson, who had the Superman try at the end of the game, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and then you had somebody who averaged 35 meters per carry in that match. And of course, he is our very own Hun, our very own Austinite, our very own number one in our hearts, Mr. Zinzan Alanpadek. Zenny, welcome back. You're the most visited guest to the Austin Rugby podcast since its inception. Uh, you've now been on every single season. How's that feel? Oh, it feels great. It's an honor. <laughs> Thanks for having, having me on. Yeah, I'm, I've, I just need to ask you why it's taken you so long to get me on the podcast this season. Um, I'll leave that up to Austin Willis and Austin Becker because they just schedule everybody for me. Um, I really wanted to have you come on at the beginning of the season. They're like, no, nah, you don't want Sydney right now. No, uh, no, there's, there's a lot of stars on this team now, so I've taken a back seat, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I mean, you're still at the stop. Like I said, number one in our hearts, right? It's in your heart, Dustin. Of course. Of course. But, <laughs> well, hey, man, um, we got, we got to talk about, you know, one, not last week, the week before, since you guys had an off week. One, how was your off week? Did you have a good off week? Oh, nice no, it was brilliant. We, they, the coaches gave us kind of the week off, but as a group, a lot of the guys stayed in town and we ended up on the Thursday night, having a camping trip together. Oh man, what a great day to have a camping trip in the pouring down rain. Oh yeah. <laughs> we got saved. Luckily we went out to Lake Georgetown and fortunately Jeff Asler is, he's our social committee chair or whatever. And luckily every single campsite had some sort of gazebo. And if we didn't have that, it would have been, uh, would have been in shambles, but did a good job there and then saved. <laughs> and the rain, the rain did stay away when it needed to. So yeah, yeah it was good fun. Yeah. But that's kind of what a lot of some people people always went out to family. Yeah. Some guys went to um, the coast or the Gulf, as we call it, four day and so on. Some guys just kind it's, of switched off. Still, it's still the recharged. coast. It's the coast. It's the Gulf. It's the Gulf Coast, actually. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's good, man. Yeah, that's kind of what we got up to, and yeah, it was just a good week for us to, I guess, just chill and relax and recharge and get ready for for this week. That's awesome. And of course, you know, coming off of, of such a big week, you know, four wins in a row. Um, that's, that's, that's something just one, the team hasn't had, you know, we've equaled the amount of wins that, that we've had since, uh, since the beginning, man. Um, what, what's kind of, you know, I, I want to talk about your game, but I want to talk about how you've been feeling just overall and just the drastic change. Cause obviously we talked with Mason earlier in the season about what's happening. Um, he, you and him have been here since year one and you're, you know, you've seen what, what's going on. You, we, we've been there together. <laughs> we, 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 we've talked about it together. We've, uh, you know, last season we had the excitement of, of what was changing with the Gilbronies when you and Shade and I sat down for a conversation. And, um, yeah. and then now, um, to being second in, in major league rugby, well, I guess up until last weekend when everybody was on equal, equal points, but or equal play. Uh, but now just being second in the Western Conference and battling for a playoff spot. No, definitely. I mean, I think the boys have already spoken to you, but I think the fact that we, there's a lot of transparency from top to bottom. And I feel like from ownership to deciding who is going to be the coaching staff to just the guys surrounding the coaching staff and then bringing in the players needed to have a successful season. 
from, like I said, from top to bottom, I think everything's kind of clicking for us, which is nice. And I think you can see that in both teams that, uh, Gilly owns, um, Adam Gilchrist owns is they're both doing well. And I think it's, they're giving us those tools to actually succeed. So yeah. for, especially for myself and Mason and those boys from year two as well. Yeah. Um, Dom, Lerome, all those guys. Have also, Marcelo. Yeah. Marcelo. I mean, there's. Chris, I mean, Chris Shane also, always calls me out for forgetting Marcelo. So I need to make sure I don't no, forget exactly. Marcelo. <laughs> Sorry, Marcelo. I should say his name. Just yeah. throw his name in there too. But we've definitely, we're finally reaping the reward of, of sticking it out. Because I yeah. think a lot of us could have jumped ship and we were excited with, with what Drew and them were doing last year. And then with the like, Gilgronis taking over is just taking us to that next level, which yeah. we needed. So yeah. yeah, it's just exciting times. Things are, yeah. It, it is. And it's, uh, you see it in the stands, you know, having oh, gone, to, gone to the last match. Like it's a, man, I, I remember those days at, at the Round Rock multi-purpose complex with 700 people strong or 300 people strong sitting there yelling and screaming in uh, season one to, uh, what 3000 last game it seemed or you know, 2,800 or however many there were, but, um, it, it's a packed stadium. And I think that it's only going to increase and it's only going to get better. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to play in like the, the Q2 arena, you know, now that oh, since today, since, since, I mean, since today, the growing week, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> since today they announced that, uh, the, uh, the Giltinis are going to so play fun. at SoFi. Oh, it's, it's absurd. I actually it's saw absurd. your comment on the post and you said, like that's great like so exciting for the league and that's the, another point about our owner is you need owners like this to grow the league i think it's important because yeah. that's going to get people hooked to the sport in a sense so yeah that's that's also yeah. very exciting to, yeah i mean it was see. I, I was i was happy for it good for them congratulations who wouldn't love to go play in a 50 or in a 5.5 billion dollar stadium <laughs> I mean, you, you would. I mean, so, I'm but sure. that, that's why we said we're not that far off from uh, from the AGs playing at the Q here in Austin. Um, yeah, with Austin I'm State. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, love we Bold Stadium. We are at the Bold. I love, love right I love Bold Stadium. So, it's, yeah, don't get me wrong. Love Bold Stadium. Wow. Um, so, I mean, obviously, it's been a bit of a, a whirlwind or a roller coaster season for you. You start the season off. Uh, I believe you're on team of the week, uh, the first week of the season with your 10 broken tackles uh, that led the league for at least three and a half, four weeks. <laughs> um, and, and your performance, you know, against Utah, but in that game, you got hurt, unfortunately. Um, you know, obviously came back last week. It's the first time you know, it was six, six and a half weeks that you were out or five, five and a half weeks, something like that. Um, yeah. First week, um, got injured in the first five minutes of the game. Or so. Wait, hold on. You were, you, you were injured in the first five minutes and still managed to play the rest of the match and run for like 132 meters and stuff? Yes, fortunately. Um, yeah, thank I you for that. Adrenaline, adrenaline was pumping. So I just yeah, I right. remember feeling my hand and Cole was playing on the left wing. I was like, Cole, I think my hand's broken. And he's like, are you serious? And then I just, I was feeling it. It kind of was making a crunching sensation. Hmm. And... Yeah, just after half time, I think that adrenaline dropped a bit and I really started feeling, so I was struggling a bit in that second half. But um, yeah, for me, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I so missed the next four games. So I'm, I was out for four weeks. Yeah. And yeah, missed four games and then I was back for that. I was back week six. So essentially just four weeks out, which is still amazing. Yeah, that's still a great turnaround. And, you know, obviously you come back in week six and like I said, had a, you had a pretty good game. 
Um, you had you had a couple good couple good offloads uh, that that led to your try and the try nice offload from Ned over there. Come, nice connection back to season one again. Uh, man, to walk me through those five runs that you had that <laughs> for thirty five wow. meters or thirty four meters each. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously Will Will stepped into that 15 role pretty well um, when I left. And so for me coming in, I knew that I was going to fight for some sort of position. And once uh, Coach Sammy just came to me and asked if I was ready to play this week, and I said yes. And he said, okay, well, we're going to back it straight away. She'll be on the bench, so just be ready to come in the back three wherever. And um, Frankie just came off injury as well, so we never knew how long he was going to last, which is a little frustrating, I think, the league should be worried with a, a healthy Frank. Yeah. And yeah, well, so then Frankie, I think. And then the yeah. 34 minutes that Frank had, I mean, he still, he still oh. almost had a hundred meters. Right? Like, no, exactly. <laughs> I so so yeah, hundred meters and the tackle breaks him. It takes three, four guys to stop him. So yeah. Yeah, what he brings to the team is just also another level the experience. And yeah, so once he pulled up and I was like, oh my, yeah, I go, I think go. I yeah. 20 minutes and now I've got to play 50, <laughs> but I just get stuck into it. And that's where I've um, kind of instinct takes over. But yeah, that first try, I mean, that was all Ned, in my opinion. Oh, I yeah. said the top three performers of the game were Ross, um, Ned and myself. And yeah, so the, the, the funny part about that play is we, it wasn't a design play for Ned to carry. We were going to go wide. Yeah. And it ended up being a uh, miscue on the line out, got the ball luckily, and Mac just yelled, carry, carry. Yeah. And when he yelled that, I knew, okay, well, I can't go where I was supposed to go. I'll just join Ned <laughs> in this. And then Duvall, Ned, he just hit the first guy. Michael overran it. Yeah. And then Ned, the being missed- Ned just slipped out of that. And then he slipped out of the next tackle and we were holding our feet. And yeah, I just have Duvall ended up on the left and I ended up on the right. And yeah, it just worked out perfectly. But. Well, Nate, it, yeah, made on that. Yeah, I know it was, it was great. I think Alex Reese pointed it out last week when we were breaking down the game, and and there's a moment in that run that you start pointing to a corner direction, and you you're kind of telling him where you're going to go. Was that was that kind of the intention that you you were saying, hey, I'm breaking off to the right a little bit so that yes. Ned could go left and you know take on the tackler, offload and offload to you. Because obviously on the left, yeah, the wall was right on the left as well. So <laughs> yes, and but I think the big thing, the reason why I actually wanted Nettie also to just kind of take that angle to the right as well. And yeah. reason for that was they had their nine coming on cross defense from the line out because he was in the channel in the five meter channel, and then also their blind winger. Oh so yeah, I knew that they would sit on the wall, but then they had another guy coming across. I don't remember who it was to Ned. And I think it was the fullback, actually. It was just the fullback. Yeah, I guess full, the full, yeah, I think Matt Turner smashes Ned. And I think his angle change just sucked all three of the guys in, which gave me, obviously, a clear line, clear yeah. way to the line. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my a little bit of intention. And Mark and Sammy talked to us about it weekly, is the micro-communication is so key. Yeah. So, yeah, Nettie. Being, being able to listen pretty that. well. <laughs> way to go, Ned. Way to listen. Yeah, do what's in his ass. But, you know, and then obviously, you know, your second run of the match, your second try of the match was, was kind of ridiculous. Like, come on, how many, you broke three tackles and just, and outran, and outran Turner at, at fullback and basically made him, made him look slow, which he's not. 
uh, you know, just <laughs> walk us through no, that. I, walk I us through that a little bit. Because I know, I know Matt Turner wasn't him. Oh, I thought it was Matt. Um, no, I don't know. So, oh, okay. They well, never mind. had an aimless kick. I don't know why. So, obviously, as an open side winger, I was sagged a bit, and you you saw it from a mile away. And when he went for the little dink, they had no chases. So, yeah. once I caught it, Cam Dotson, which is also a thing we work on every week, is making sure once there's a kick to to block runners. Yeah. And he blocked uh, Ross Neal, which is having, he's a good mate of mine. I played with him in Bermuda and he's yeah. having a stellar season. And he blocked him perfectly because you try to get to my, he's inside and the block just gave me the lane to go outside. So for me, I just thought, okay, I'm just going to take this upfield as far as I can. And luckily. Which you did. The, yeah. <laughs> as far as you can go. <laughs> exactly. And I know it was the 10 that kicked it that came across the fence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So, and uh, sorry, man. He overtracked. <laughs> I stepped inside, and then I gave the fin to the nine. Yeah. You said, um, oh, I, I got a turbo. Never Ferris. I got to hit the turbo button real quick on the controller. So, yeah. <laughs> hit the sprint button. So, well, I mean, it it's, it, it's still awesome performance, and uh, we really are. We're, we're glad that you're that you're back on the field, and it's. I mean, obviously. You know, in, in seasons past, we talked about it. You know, we plagued by injuries. We still seem to be playing by injuries every now and then. You know, you've got Jeff who's out. You've got um, yeah Frank who's been injured, and you know Isaac comes in the first game and he gets injured, but thankfully he can carry, he carried on again. You know, two weeks ago and Seb and everybody else. But it seems as though a lot of the lads are what appears to be that week off has been good because a lot of people coming back from injury, everybody healing up pretty well, um, which is kind of what those breaks are for. You know, can you can you share with us? You know, I guess how some of the guys are feeling now, as far as you know, with those injuries. You know, kind of going into this next game, this kind of well as we start going down the big road stretch, because you know we only have three more home games uh, here in Austin, and the rest are all away. So it's going to be tough. Yes, no, for sure. We actually the the Utah game. You weren't there, but you obviously watched it. We got hit with, I believe, six injuries of the twenty three man squad. So that hit us pretty hard. So that. Leading on to the next five weeks, we were kind of hanging on a thread, but we're just fortunate with the depth in our squad because we have about 35 guys. <laughs> Every time someone got injured, the next guy was healthy to play. <laughs> Ned didn't play in the first game because of yeah. the hamstring. And then a few of us pulled up in the back line and then Ned stepped in. And so, yeah, we just, we've gotten lucky. And then even in the forwards, um, Robbie oh, didn't play in the beginning because of, of a cough and then Rochi played and then well, Rochi was out as well. And then yeah, you, got you, have this, you got a rookie in Mason Croc that's actually had a stellar season. Right. For night. He's, yeah, he's just stepped up to the plate and has done brilliantly. And yeah, and then in the forwards, you think Seb has a great season and then he rolls his ankle against Nola, but then Ross comes in the next week. <laughs> rolls his ankle. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like everything just fell into place and we've gotten pretty lucky. Even. Bad luck with injuries, but at the same time, we do have depth to that when guys are stepping in, we, our level's not really dropping, no. which is good. And, and I think that's, you know, we can talk back on that for, you know, since, since year one, that's, this has been a big change is to have that depth, you know, to have loose forwards. You start off the season with, you know, with, with, uh, McLean and then you had, uh, Akina and, and Mo, we're starting, we're starting three forwards. Mo got hurt, Don got hurt, and then comes Don mm-hmm. Bailey, who's had, a, monster season and Michael and, and Michael Duvall who has stepped oh, yeah. who has stepped in at 
four, five, six, seven, and eight. Like, right? Might, might as well chuck him at nine next chuck week. Chuck him at so nine. Come on, it. Michael. Get on there, man. Like, <laughs> chuck, chuck uh, him at was, So I know a bit of Michael's background. And actually, obviously, since he's South African, we became pretty good mates over the last year or so. So I was, and he came in last year and yeah, yeah. he had a foot injury. So we didn't, none of, no one really knew what the ball could do. And, and it's a lot. With, as, <laughs> oh yes, no, it's a, it's a lot. So he's actually been brilliant too. He's technically in a rookie season as well. If you think about it, because he's never yeah, had a season played. last year and stepped up to the plate. And I think Sammy said it a week or two ago that if we didn't have Michael, we'd probably be two and four right now because he's he's taken on four roles at once at, in some games. And 80 minutes so, in, each, in each match that he's played. In. Every, like he, match, like yes. every match he's played and he plays full 80. As has Dom. For the most part, yeah. as has Dom and as has McLean. But McLean, everybody last week was finally kind of getting a rest. Like it was, except, for exactly. Con, except for Connor who just, just plays all the time. Kids. Exactly. Right? So well, young. We, we, those, li- those life kids. Those life know? kids. <laughs> they always get hundred percent and never seem to get injured. So that's good. He's actually someone I was on the podcast with Pat Clifton and him in the oh, rock. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you watch that and he was asking me, how's that how's the rivalry between the A State boys and the Life boys? And I said, Well, obviously in college it's way bigger, but he had a little dig at me in the beginning, but also now very good same team, so we we have to be friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love a nice kid as well. Just, yeah. yeah, I love the team this year. It's a great dynamic. No drama. It's yeah, everyone's just here to enjoy rugby and you can uh, everyone's here for a goal in a sense. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think that we see that with the people we have we have on and you know trying to get through everybody on the team. And we're gonna get through everybody on the team. It just takes us time. <laughs> this week we've got two people on the podcast, so that's that's exciting. Because exactly. well, there's not a game to talk about last week, but let, let's talk about they, it. They don't even know who's on the, the next call, do you know? They don't the people know, know, but they will. Soon. Okay, I'll keep it. But funny story is Jono. Oh, <laughs> they don't know who that is because that's not his name. That's his nickname. But him and I go way back. I played with him in Glendale when I graduated uni. Yeah. So we kind of reunited this year too. So. I mean, people are going to know pretty soon. So, mm. I, I mean, it's fine. I mean... Everybody, knows. yeah. So Nick Johnson's coming on podcast here. There we go. Here soon. Plug that in there. Plug that just in there. <laughs> it's it's not like it's you're you're not doing a pulling a Will McGee and giving away. Uh, who did he give away that we announced earlier in the season? He gave away somebody. Uh, but we we had we hadn't announced it yet. Talking too much. Yeah, right. We hadn't announced it yet, and Will decided to go. Is this actually live? No. Okay, so you can edit stuff out. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I thought about doing it live one time, but we yeah. so we decided it's probably best to record and not yeah, get people in trouble. So. No, I never know what something slips. So yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, we're you know the, the season's rolling on. We're getting a lot ready for a lot of away games. Um, what do you? How are you feeling? Kind of going into these games against you know yeah one one away game and then two home games and lots of away games coming up. What's what's kind of the mentality you have going in right now? Yeah, we've we got a strange stretch coming up. Obviously, we've got a Boston this weekend, and then we come home quickly for one more game. We play in New York, and then I think we have a three three day rest away stretch. Oh no, no, yeah, L A. But it's a yeah. So we play in L A. But on a Wednesday, so it's a short turn. Yeah, you get a short turn. We have that long week, but to play the best team in the comp on a short turnaround is going to be tough. They're playing on a short turnaround too. And we're on our home. Oh, field, they are. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry. So they they buys okay. They, I think they line up 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I'm talking about us, okay? That's I know, man. That's <laughs> no, for sure. Want to get, get your facts straight, bro. <laughs> yeah. But just remember that they are the best team in the league. For uh, now. For now. For now. They're the best offensive, um, they're the best offensive team in the league. Okay, we're the best defensive team. Of course. And defense wins championships. Offense just wins you games. Exactly. So, now, you, you, you heard it here. We will, as a team on that topic, we're a little worried in the beginning of the season because... Our defense is stellar and we're struggling a bit on attack, but everyone, I mean, you take teams in the past, teams struggle to fix defense. And the fact that we've already not mastered it, but we've actually, we trust the system that we started with from not even week one. I think week one, we weren't firing on all cylinders and we've picked it up ever since. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that we had, we've nailed our defense and if we can keep that on going on for this year, I think. Yeah, we'll have hopefully good outcomes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to obviously the stretch is going to be tough, but fortunately on that little stretch, I think one of our home away games is Houston. So that's yeah. not long travel, but the travel to the games and stuff, it does get tough on the body. And yeah. luckily we have, have that depth. if you've had, have you had ST on the podcast? Oh yeah. He was on like yeah, way back was, in the yes. start. I remember seeing that and having mm-hmm. a guy like that and Colby and Kyle and them running running our um at stuff they they're obviously keeping us pretty fit and healthy yeah. and giving us rest when we need it and making sure the bodies are ready to go come game day so i'm not really it's going to be tough but i'm not worried because i know what we trust them and they know what they're doing so. yeah for sure well man we're we're getting close to to wrapping things up here there's some big things going on in your life anything big coming up for you not rugby related that you're excited for? What's the time frame? Yeah, how big are we talking about? My birthday's in July. Your birthday's in July? You, you, you turn, you turn what, 20? I've turned 21. <laughs> I wish. I, that, that's just like me saying I'm 32. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, turned, I turned 29 and then 29. To say it. Oh man, just wait. I'm starting, I'm, because myself and Will, Maggie and Mo and them, we actually, the average guys on the team now, the average age guys, I think our team's around 28. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got... Used to be the younger Wapper guys. And these boys, yes. <laughs> you've got Wapper and these boys. But then you got Sydney Shoop and these guys coming out of college that are between Kids. 20 and 24. So... <sighs> to be a kid again. We're luckily still there in the middle, but we st- obviously now we're starting to climb there. Yeah. Starting to walk around with cranes and stuff. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you've got that. Um, I, I, forgot, I forgot to mention... And I want to I do want to point out you're you're in contention for Eagle selection. You're in the pool. You were nominated in the player pool. Are you still in the player pool right now? Is is, is that still? How does that work right now for you? Since you were well, once that you were injured, but um, yes. they still considered. No. Yes, we. What the U.S. Eagles have done, Gary Gold and their staff, they've created a an elite player pool, is what they call it. And I believe there's about sixty of his, sixty of us in there. Yeah, and few guys are falling off. Some guys are jumping in every week. Some guys are falling out. Yeah. And then from this player pool, they'll be selecting players for tours and so on. So I'm which, still fortunate to be part of that. And which are in July against, against some pretty big teams, which we yes, can talk about a whole other time. They announced it because I know who it is. I just don't want to say it if I don't know. It's uh, USA and Wales, or uh, sorry, England and Wales, right? Uh, is it England and Ireland? Or England Island, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, Wales, yes, Wales was the projected one, but it wasn't. Yes. Uh, I was really and South ho- Africa was projected. I was really hoping it was if South I Africa. Had that, I know. If I had that opportunity, obviously that hits home pretty right. Yeah. I mean I have family and everyone there would come and try and watch and stuff. But yeah. I was yeah, hoping for that. I was actually hoping to play against the Lions too. Nice. 
Yeah. Oh, it, we just want you to get on there. We just want you to get on man. That'd be, that'd be yeah. cool. You'd like it. Um, that'd be awesome. Always get dream of And mine. that would be the most exciting thing to happen in your life ever, right? Uh, probably the, second. Second. Se- second would yes, be... First would be what now? That's what you're asking. No, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> uh, my just my it. girlfriend and I last year, not girlfriend anymore, uh, my fiance and yeah. I, we got engaged in December. <laughs> and yeah, getting married in October. So that's roughly six months away. And the only reason I know that is because she does wedding stuff day in and day out. She's very good at it. She needs and to remind yeah, you. So yes, yes. But she's very good at it. And she's very hands-on and what she touches works. And yeah, so I just, I'm moral support in the background cheering on. I'm, I'm her biggest cheerleader. She cheers me on at games and I cheer on in the background when she's planning a wedding and so I help where I need to, but she's doing a great job. And you're, you're already I mean, getting your husbandly duties right, man. Oh, exactly. That's from the day we got engaged. Funny story. 26th of December, got engaged, exciting, call a few family members and friends. And I promise you that took about an hour. We were on this couch and she already started planning the wedding. She was looking job, at Caitlin. how Way to set go. up a website. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think she did most of the wedding planning within a month. Before the first of the year. <laughs> oh, yes. That was absurd. But yeah, she's a very detail-oriented and structured and organized person. So Good. It makes, it makes up for, for some of the, your, your downfalls, right? No, exactly. I mean, <laughs> if we were exactly alike, then it never would have worked. Yeah. Well, man, I, I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we wish you the best of luck in marriage, of course. Uh, but we wish you the best of luck this coming weekend against New England. And, uh, man, glad to see you back out on the pitch and healthy again. Really are. So, yeah. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it's it. It's a pleasure being, being on the podcast with you. I'll make sure to listen from now on. From now on. Tomorrow. Out, but, uh, I know, man. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the most visited person to the Austin Rugby podcast, Zazan. Oh, oh, sorry, Zinzan. Uh, (laughs) I had to put in there. By the way, spoiler alert, he said he was going to do that. I I know. He knew I was going to do that. Hey, Zenny, man, we really appreciate it, brother. We appreciate it. Awesome. Always good to talk to you, man. Yep. Cheers. Last year, we recorded literally in my living room and shot the shit with him and Shady for, man, 45 minutes to an hour on that podcast. It was a long time. Uh, it's good to see him back on the field. It's good to see it's good to see the team starting to be healthy. But as, as we still play, we always got injuries. We always got new things that happen. Got to keep the team fresh. And our next guest is actually one of those new fresh faces to Austin. Uh, what he got announced, I think it was about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, right before the uh, Seattle match, or maybe it was the week of the Seattle match, it was about two weeks ago, and then he got announced. Uh, he he comes from Denver, Colorado. He has been playing, well, he was playing with the Glendale Raptors, um, and now coming down here to uh, take his uh, mountain, the, the mountain approach and bring it to Austin, maybe? I don't know. Like, <laughs> people told him that it was, that Denver was the same as Austin, but only maybe the people in the bars, as we as we kind of talked about offline. But we'll we'll learn a little bit more with Mr. Nick Johnson. Nick, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm good, man. It's been a it's been a busy couple of weeks for you. Um, yeah. A month a month ago today, you were sitting in probably a couple couple feet of snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, we 
we had had a pretty good blizzard like not far before I, I headed down here. Um, so definitely a different landscape and uh, the humidity and heat has been a uh, what humidity challenge. Heat? It's not hot. It's only been 80. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is a heat wave in, in Denver, right? 85, 90. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It gets, it's hot in the summer there, but it's so dry that it's, yeah. you, you don't notice it quite as much. Not as much as here. Shade. Yeah, I step into the shade and it's oh. 10 degrees cooler. So it's like that away game in Houston coming up in a couple of weeks is going to be, oh man, rough. <laughs> That's going to be tough. Yeah. Not ideal. Exactly. So, uh, you know, obviously, Nick, your, your background, you, you, you've been MLR, you've been around for a while. Um, you, you play wing for everybody that doesn't know. Um, what was kind of the, how'd it go about getting the call to come, come back here and play with Austin? You know, we've got, you know, a couple of weeks into the season. It's not something you probably planned initially. What were you, what were you doing at yeah. the time? And, how did that call come about? Um, at the time, I was pretty much just in Denver um, training and kind of waiting to see if, if something would come about. Um, I had kind of, you know, talked to my agent a couple of times and had talked to all the, the various teammates that I had that were playing in teams throughout the league and kind of continually was checking in to see, you know, where rosters were at and kind of where teams were at as injuries started to mount and stuff like that. And I had talked to uh, Will McGee and he told me that there was, you know, some injuries in the back line and that they were looking. Um, he said he would put me in contact with um, Sam and Mark and um, had a conversation with them, had a conversation with uh, the GM. And they kind of said they were talking to a few guys and would get back to me. And then from there, it kind of took off. So nice. here I am. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, that's, obviously, that's that's what every rugby player wants to hear, right? That's uh, kind, yeah. of, kind of exciting. And, you know, obviously, so, you know, being up in, in Denver and being up with Glendale, you, like, you had a part, you played, um, how many seasons did you play with Will? Did you play just that first season? Uh, or No, we played, I want to say, like, three, because we, we were in, um, I forget even what it was called, but there was a little tiny, like, five-team league the year before the MLR started. Um that was it was pretty much like glendale utah um i think new orleans had a team in it and then mm. like two others but it was kind of the yeah. first step of something bigger than men's club yeah um and so we played together that year played together year one um and then we did some like off-season stuff some seven stuff yeah um and then he went to, then he went over to play with uh Went over to England to play after that. So yeah, he he went over to uh, to London, London, and yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I played with with him and Bryce um, in that first year in Glendale. So yeah, so I guess coming back in, what was that? Was it like to come back in and now you know have Will and Bryce's teammates again, just just in Austin? Um, I mean, the two of them are both awesome dudes on and off the field, so it's always great to uh, you know be in good company. Mm -hmm. um, and just to just getting back to rugby was a huge blessing. It was a, a weird year with because last year um, I had a wrist injury in our like, I think like week two, um, kind of right before all the COVID stuff happened. Yeah. And so going from like the injury pretty quick into surgery and then all of a sudden COVID shuts down the season. And then a couple of weeks after that, you hear that Glendale's pulling out of the league entirely. And you're just like, wow. So things really just took a turn. And, you know, I didn't really know where I would be or where I'd end up. So it's great to see some familiar faces. I'm curious, and, and you don't have to answer because I know it's been kind of a sore subject with some people. Uh, what was that 
Glendale from a player perspective, what was that Glendale announcement like for you? You know, cause it's, uh, uh, it was shocked a lot of people. Tough. Yeah, it was, it was very tough. Um, in terms of a, anytime you're on a team and the team goes under you're you're kind of sitting in no man's land. Yeah. Um, and so you, you very quickly within like reading an email, um, kind of felt lost and it was also tough because a lot of the core group in Glendale had been there for a few years and, yeah. you know, guys had moved their families there and bought houses there and kind of started their, their livelihoods, um, in that Glendale area. So, um, you know, there was a lot of guys that were kind of in a tough spot Yeah, and, you know, obviously from a player's perspective, you, you're a little bitter and you are somewhat upset about the situation, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a, a business decision and Glendale wanted to go a different direction. So not going to, you know, hold any ill will to them. It's more so just, you know, yeah. they have to try and move on with life and pick up the pieces. So, yeah. well, and, and, and that you have, so it's interesting. I just always, you know, you hear people talk about it. You hear those in, in the rugby media, which is a, the most loosely used term because it's just basically a guy's like what a podcast like this, just talking, yeah, talking out their ass most of the time. Um, which I would never do that, oh, by the way, <laughs> never just throw shit in that. Those other guys, I would definitely do that. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's just hard, it's hard sometimes, right? Because we don't, it's not you know, rugby's not a big sport, we don't have continuing coverage like we would for like the NBA or the NFL. Um, mm -hmm. like if that was a, if that was an NBA team that did that, you imagine just the, the, oh. cha the chaos that would ensue. Um, yeah. I mean, granted, there was, there was a bit of chaos. There were fans that were upset. There were people who were upset, players who were upset. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a new, you know, different, different light. Right. So yeah, we, we were, well, it's, it. <laughs> it's tough too, with, with rugby being a small market sport, obviously, yeah none of us are getting paid near the money that, you know, guys in the NFL or NBA are. Wait, so you, be you're, thing. you're not making NFL salary? <laughs> no, no. Um, but so it'd be, it'd be one thing if you, if you are very comfortably financially and something like this happened where yeah. it's like, all right, not a big deal. But when, you know, like I mentioned, the, the guys who had moved to Denver and kind of bought houses and stuff like that, it's like, well, you know, I just put my, my life savings into kind of starting a life in Denver. Now all of a sudden it, it fell apart. So it was definitely a challenge for, for a lot of people for, for a few months there. Interesting. I mean, that's obviously, um, as, as my video freezes here on my screen for some reason, but you can still hear me. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's really interesting to find, you know, to hear that from people and you know, to hear that, that side of the story. And yeah, you're right. We don't, rugby players don't make, you know, make, pennies compared to some of the, uh, you know, well, just to all the NFL players, basically. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe someday, maybe someday we'll get there. Right. Um, but who knows? We don't, we don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, <laughs> sorry. My phone starts ringing through my computer and so who knows what's going, what else is going to happen on the podcast today? So it's all good. Nick, give us a bit of your background. You know, how'd you grow up playing rugby? Where'd you grow up? Um, you know, what, what's been kind of your, your role and, and or what's been rugby role in your life recently? Yeah, um, kind of a weird story. I so I, I didn't grow up playing rugby. I, I kind of played everything else. Um, my my dad was a college hockey player, and then was a college hockey coach. And oh. then growing up, me and my brother played 
football, baseball, basketball, um, like recreational hockey, kind of everything. And I played um, pretty much everything in high school as well. And then I went to college. Um, I went to Santa Clara out in California. And I actually went there on a kind of preferred walk-on to play basketball. And freshman year had kind of a, you know, I got injured and some things didn't go the way that uh, I expected. There was kind of a mm -hmm. the coaching staff wasn't super upfront with what I, I thought it was going to be. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to keep, keep at that. And I had made some, some really good friends um, that had played rugby and some, some guys that kind of just did other things at the university. And um, I was actually in an intramural football game. <laughs> we were we were playing a team that had some of the rugby staff on it and um, some some rugby guys and you know they kind of talked to me afterwards and asked if I you know wanted to try out they had open tryouts every year and so from kind of then on that's that's what I did and yeah basketball was in the the rear view awesome um, but then after college because I graduated in 2013. Oh, yeah, that makes it, it makes me feel really old, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> no, I feel old. Um, but yeah, the, the MLR obviously wasn't close to being a thing. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was just um, men's club rugby at that point. And I had had a couple of shoulder surgeries. And so I kind of decided I was going to be done with rugby. And probably three, four years down the line after that, um, kind of snuck my way back into playing <laughs> sevens and kind of said like, I'll take it easy with oh, sevens man. and see how it goes. And then that led to, see, you get, you get a taste, of, you get a taste yeah, of everything. <laughs> yeah. And then here we are. Here we are. No, that's awesome. You know, as far as, you know, rugby in, in your life, you know, what has been for you, you know, you played with some, some great players, you know, through, you know, being up in Glendale in the start, uh, anybody that stands out as being kind of an, maybe an, an influential, uh, co you know, teammate of yours in the past that, that you, you know, without saying Will or Bryce, if they're on the team, you know, obviously we know they're so, <laughs> yeah. uh, but anybody who, who's really kind of, you know, made you think about stuff and go, Oh yeah, like this guy, I really want to make sure that I keep in touch with him both on and off the field type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, well, like I said, we had a great core group um, at the start in Glendale and, you know, guys like Blake Rogers, guys like John Ryberg, um, Connor Cook, like we, we all were extremely tight off the field. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's the butcher up in New York, um, you know, talk to him every now and then. And it's just the kind of sport that when you get into it and with guys like that, I, I kind of noticed that that was becoming all of my, my close friends. Yeah. And, you know, even in the off seasons, those were still the guys I was with and doing stuff with all the time. And so it kind of just puts that, that picture of how close the rugby family is and how it's way bigger than just kind of the sport and the guys that you play with, but you know, they really do become your family and kind of the, the backbone of what your life stands on. So it's awesome. Um, yeah. It's, it's really different than I think a lot of the other American sports um, yeah. where, you know, guys on an NFL team half the time won't even associate with players, especially like offense to defense. Like sometimes they're a high in the locker room and that's about it. So. Yeah. Mm. 
some, something to always think about, right? Because we always forget about that with those other sports. Like some people just, yeah. they just don't like each other. And so and that's just, well, it's also about rugby too in the community and the camaraderie that, that, that the sport brings inherently. So, um, yeah. you know, what was, I guess is a couple, couple more questions here for you. Maybe two more questions here for you. Uh, what was your draw to come to Austin? Like, what was it that excited you about coming down here to Austin to play? Um, Obviously, you know, Austin's had some tough years in the past and seeing, a few. <laughs> um, seeing the the guys that they brought down here and the staff that they assembled for this year, um, you could very much see from an outsider looking in that that the the puzzle pieces were starting to be put in the right places and they were yeah. really starting to to build something um that would be solid and long term. And, you know, talking to Will and some of the other guys, you, they, they purely spoke about, you know, how close the, the team was, how good the group of guys was, the support staff, the coaching staff. Um, and so, you know, I probably would have been played anywhere. anywhere <laughs> that's okay. Well, it's a but, that's but all honesty. That's all we ask for. It's yeah, but it's, it's very good. Um, feeling to go somewhere that you know you're walking into a, a real good spot. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, fi- final question for you here as we kind of wrap things up before we let you do give a shout out to anybody. But uh, what happened to the long hair? Come on, man. You get it. We have Jeff Hassler who's got long flowing yeah. locks. We needed another. Like he's yeah. not playing because he's injured. We need another one. Where's the flowing locks, man? <laughs> uh, uh, you get to a certain age and you know the it starts uh, thinning out. <laughs> and especially when, you know, you hit the the off seasons and it's just like, like in the way. And then obviously, like you mentioned, you see a guy like Jeff and I don't know if I can compete with the locks that he has. Nobody and can. So nobody yeah, can. So it's like, do you do you want to walk in and, and be second fiddle to the the golden guy so. no right yeah it's right who like it's, he there's so much volume in his hair it's just it's it's, it is. it's luxurious is what it really is so <laughs> well nick we we, yeah. we, we we love when people come on the podcast and just yeah shoot the shit with us have a good time um we always give a couple you know give you like a minute or so to say hey to whoever's out there and tell us what's kind of you're most looking forward to we're hoping that you uh team sheets haven't been announced yet but we're hoping you're getting on the field sometime soon I know, I don't know if you can announce that or not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be out there soon, and you know, regardless of of whether it's on the the team sheet or not, you know, I yeah. it's like I said, a great group of guys, and I'm I'm here to do what I can to to help this group go forward. So, just blessed to be here and and excited to see what the future holds. Sounds good, man. Uh, anybody you want to say hi to who would be listening now that uh, everybody who's in your family is an immediate Gilgroniac and a AG yep. supporter, part of the AG nation. <laughs> um, my girlfriend back home um, in Denver, it was, you know, obviously uh, a weird trying situation for her to basically within a week, you know, have me say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. leaving down to Austin. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Um, so she, she's back home with the two dogs in our place. Um, but the rest of my family's in there in Denver as well. So, you know, my brother, my mom, my dad, obviously it's Mother's Day this Sunday. So happy Mother's Day to the moms out there. There you go, man. See, Zinni didn't do that. So uh, you, you get two points just for, uh, just for throwing out the mother. Come on, Zinni. I'll, I'll shoot a text to his mother as well. So <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, you do that. Uh, I will too, because his mother's very nice. I've met her, met her many times. So, hey, uh, Nick, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. We do look forward to getting your first your first time, first uh, step on the field in that in that nice AG kit. Uh, you know, if it's a white one on the away mask this weekend, hey, that'll be awesome. Uh, we look forward to seeing that too. But um, yep. you know, we, we really appreciate you coming on. We wish you nothing but the best for this season and coming down here. And hey, who knows? Maybe this is just a uh, a taste of things to come for long-term time with, uh, with you down here in, in the state capital. Yeah, hopefully. Um, like I said, super excited to be here and thanks for having me on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Awesome, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for joining us. Nick Johnson, everybody. Thank you. See ya. Lee. Love chatting with with new guys coming to the team. Of course, Zenny, the most uh, let's see, he's the most capped uh, visitor to the podcast. Since Alex isn't considered a visitor, he's just part of the podcast. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so Zenny's been on. This is you know, this will be year three. This is the third time he's been on, or fourth time, third or fourth time I think he's been on. Um, you know, they like said good chat with him. Really nice to, to get to know Nick. Obviously, you know, we're we're looking forward to seeing what Nick can do. Uh, when we recorded this pod, this portion of the podcast with Nick yesterday and Zinni yesterday, uh, the team sheet hadn't yet been announced, so we didn't know if Nick was actually on it. Guess what? He is. So we'll, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, we don't know what is going to happen. Uh, what his thoughts are, but obviously he's excited to play. We're excited to see him get on the field and you know put on the put on that burnt orange for the first time. Um, a lot of stuff going on in the in the world of of rugby in Austin. Um, we've been talking about it. The NARL continues to proceed forward. Um, I don't know if you know this, Alex, but there are two former AGs that have been signed for the Austin Armadillos. We we, we talked about one in Big yeah. Mikey, the Fijian Godzilla, uh, signed a couple of weeks ago, so he's going to be playing with Austin. And uh, just last week, Lino Sanitoga. And come on, man, like. Bring the boy, bring, putting the band back together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought Lena was our uh, probably our best player on the team last year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he had a fantastic start of the season. I thought Dom obviously had a fantastic start of the season too. So both yeah. of them were, played really well together. Uh, really excited to see Lino play. Um, I know issues with contracts and you know things happened, and he just had a baby, and so taking care of his family in Hawaii. Yeah. So I understand that, but uh, really excited to see Lino back on the field for us. Lots of. I mean, we, we don't know anybody else that's playing for Austin yet. Uh, I have heard rumors of a coach uh, for Austin. Um, I don't want to give it away yet. I, I do know who it is. Um, pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I, pretty exciting coach. Like I was pretty pretty stoked to hear who's coaching the team. Um, stay tuned. We'll 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 announce it here on the podcast. We'll announce it other places, and maybe get him on the podcast to talk about coaching the Austin armadillos. Um, as Alex said, Huns and stuff are playing too. Like it's not a rumor, but I don't know. I don't have any other, I don't have any, Alex, I, do you have any, well, any other rumors as you, you know, as you, you know, hint at opening up the lid on the rumor mill, um, I might just pull it right off. Uh, off. <laughs> and yeah, I might pull that lid right off. Let's go to open and, it up. Go to um, open up. and possibly leak, leak a little rumor, uh, floating around the interwebs about the newest Austin Gill Grony um, flying in as only an eagle could. Oh man, I love it that one. The one and only 
Ruben de Haas. Ruben de Haas. Wait, you saying Ruben de Haas is going to come play in Austin? That's that's the word on the street. The word on the street. I don't know. Well, scrum half, right? So wait a minute. So now we have Pele, and then Marcelo, Sid, and and my video went out. And but that's okay. Uh, we we can still talk. Doesn't matter. Um, so you got yeah, Sid. That's three. And Ruben de Haas is four. Alex, why would Ruben de Haas join us at this late in the season? I thought he was going to play with Saracens. Um, I am not sure <laughs> if I had to speculate, if I had to speculate, it would be something to do with, uh, the Eagles having test matches coming up here in the next couple of months in, in the United States, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're playing in the United States. I think they're going over to England oh. and Ireland to play, uh, Part of that rumor mill, I also might have heard this little whisper on the streets of Ruben de Haas, uh, might have even built a graphic to welcome Ruben de Haas to the MLR the other day uh, for for the revenge of the fifth, your Star Wars fans out there. Um, So so the rumor is, I mean, obviously, um, Marcelo is Chilean international, their their test season, and they have some big test matches coming up for World World Cup qualification Mm -hmm. at the end of, in the middle and end of June. So my guess is you'll have Marcelo depart from the team to go play and represent Chile, which we will 100% back him uh, on that one for sure to go and represent Chile. He he has the the past couple years and does a fantastic job. Like he's their starting scrum half. So he's he's just Mm -hmm. a fantastic player for them. Um, But I obviously, you know, we need some experience, nothing against Sid Shoup. He's on the bench this week. He's got a good, he's a good young prospect, but I think also, um, you know, Ruben is leave would be leaving cheetahs, um, in South Africa. And I don't think his contract starts with Saracens until after, uh, until after this, this season is over. So he'll be going to play a Saracens. And obviously there's a kind of a gap window and I'm sure that Gary gold wanted you know, some team to say, Hey, can you pick up Ruben so we can get some, some more play time in before, uh, before the international, international test matches. So, Hey, lucky us. He's a hell of a player. Well, I mean, he'll conveniently be playing with Will McGee. So, and Bryce, um, that's, and, and and Zinzan, Zinzan, we we mentioned that was Zinzan since he's in the pool. Hey, who knows? Connor Mooneyham. Maybe get a little nod from yeah, Mr. Gold. Maybe, uh, maybe. Roderick Waters has been playing really well. Uh, I know he's not on, on lineup this week, but you know Mason Peterson is in the player pool. I mean, come on, we get Austin can start being the feeder team for the no. we get, be like the the, the <laughs> Japan, like the Japanese team was uh, playing in the in top league a couple of years ago, where the entire Japanese yeah. team didn't play any in Super Rugby, but they played in like top league and. Dominated everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. So, hey, good stuff though. Um, if the rumor holds true, again, hasn't been announced by Austin yet, so we'll see. Question mark. Uh, but ev- literally, everybody is reporting that that's happening. Uh, Gary Gold let it drop on another podcast that it was happening. So, um, not to Austin, but he dropped that he was co- that Ruben Doss was coming to the MLR. Uh, but America's Rugby News, DJ Coyle, Rugby, like they've all been guys at the rugby index they're just kind of following suit i think with brian ray over at american rugby news he's pretty solid on his on his stories he knows where they're coming from so um hey i'm excited for it why not you know bring him on Any, anybody else want to come over and play yeah. i'm all happy for it um but big match coming up alex it's first big road road game their second big road game we and nola was a big one but first long distance one so it'll be a big test this weekend yeah. for the boys two more home matches 
Uh, and we go on a big road trip. Like we're away for only three home matches left, man. That's kind of sad. You know, uh, that front loaded, front loaded matches kind of suck. So yeah, we get them all up front. And so yeah. we don't get to spread them out through the season. Hopefully we fix that in, in, in years to come. But um, I don't know. We'll be, we'll be out there supporting as always. Um, maybe, maybe with some Gilgroniac gear. If, I don't know. Yeah. You could, you know, Alex, you can get Gilgroniac gear online. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and all the proceeds. Go. <laughs> all the proceeds all go to charity. Go, go to charity. Go to charity. Good job, Alex. Do you know the website? If you don't, I do. <laughs> RugbyShop.com. RugbyShop.com. Forward slash. Austin Rugby supporters. Austin Rugby supporters. <laughs> hey man, shameless plug for all of our gear. Uh, actually my gear, I believe comes in this week. So I'm kind of be excited for it. Uh, those guys, those guys have been helping out as much as possible. It's I don't, we don't have thousands and thousands of people ordering it daily, but we do have millions around the world who are supporters. So get your t-shirts, go, go, go help a family out. Um, Alex, any last thoughts? Are you getting ready for this weekend? Where, where are you watching the match? Uh, I won't be able to because I'll be playing, but uh, I'll oh, probably watch catch them replay. Replay. Um, hey, if you want to watch the match in person, Verbena Lounge. That's what I hear. Um, one of the hotels downtown. That's kind of exciting. So, go. We're going luxurious from from Greenlight yeah. Social to the Verbena Lounge. Man, I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll have uh, any special cocktails on on offer, but we'll see. So. Any go gronies? Not yet. Damn it. I'm. I mean, it's probably going to be next. This season, maybe at the end of this season, maybe that last game of the season, we'll have a tailgate. More people will be vaccinated. I'll have a tailgate. I'll make a big batch of Gilgroni. Yeah, <laughs> let's, do it. let's do it, man. Let's 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 go wild on that last match. Let's get everybody else. We'll get some thunder sticks out and some wave some flags and go crazy because uh, it'll be the last match before we have a home playoff game, right? Yep. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hey, I'm all always, man ground east. Yes, right, man. Always appreciate everybody listening, watching the podcast, hanging out with Alex and I for about an hour or so here. Um, glad to have Zin Zan on. Glad to have Nick on. Good luck to them this weekend. Good luck to the boys this weekend. Uh, for more information, stick stay, stick to the Austin Rugby podcast on social media through the Austin Rugby supporters channels. That's Austin Rugby supporters on Facebook and on Instagram. Alex, have a good one, man. Appreciate everybody listening. For Alex Reese, I'm Dustin Zare. Until next time, we'll see you on the pitch.